Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Uh, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the physics of uh, knee injuries and some of the causes of uh, knee injuries. Some you may know and some you may not know. Obviously, you break your knee or fall and tear something, but some of the exercises we do can cause uh, knee injuries, but it's all in the physics uh, of uh, these issues. So uh, let's look at a case uh, of, a, of a, a person who has um, uh, knee injuries and uh, see uh, how this uh, how this might work. So let's look at a 20-year-old runner who is running in the hills. She has a history of Osgood-Schlatter syndrome. Now we'll talk about Osgood-Schlatter syndrome here in just a minute if you don't know what that is. But that has mostly resolved. At age 20, a lot of times Osgood-Schlatter is gone. She has started to do squats as part of her exercise program. That is, she squats down with while holding weights. And uh, she had been exercising some kneecap pain. Then she trips on a rock when running, uh, going down the hill. She lands on her right leg exactly below the knee. So that means if you fall and land exactly below the knee, you're landing on the top of the tibia. You'll, as, as opposed to landing right on what we would call the knee, then you're probably landing on the femur or on the kneecap. But if you're landing below below the knee and that joint, the top of that is the uh, tibia. So she experiences quite a bit of pain and cannot run too well on that knee afterwards. Uh, she does not think it is broken. Soon the knee is swollen. So the physician does an MRI scan and she's given a diagnosis and told that we heal on its own. She will not need surgery. She's also told that she has patellofemoral syndrome, which is what we also call runner's knee, and is given therapy for that, which is eat and rest and uh, appropriate running and shoes that and uh, good arch support that will help with that. So let's just talk about the anatomy of knee. And uh, you may have to visualize this in your mind, but uh, there, uh, all joints, every joint in our body is held together by ligaments. This is their job. And on either side of a joint, there are uh, is a ligament. And uh, sometimes you have more than one and, and, and other things holding it. But ligament's job is to hold joints together, basically. On the uh, inside of the knee is a very large ligament called the medial collateral ligament. The word collateral just means that there's uh, ligaments on either side of the joint. So on the inside of the knee is the medial collateral ligament. And on the outside of the knee is what's called the lateral collateral ligament. And it's kind of interesting name, the lateral collateral ligament. But if you understand that collateral ligaments hold their joints together, and in this case, one's on the lateral side, one's on the medial side. So those are two ligaments and they, they can get injured. Uh, and then uh, inside the knee are two uh, ligaments. They're, these are strong, by the way, but they can tear and, and be stretched and damaged. Uh, and these, these ligaments uh, in the inside are called the crossing ligaments or in Latin, the cruciate ligaments. And one attaches on the top of the tibia towards the front, and it's called the anterior cruciate ligament. The other uh, one attaches at the back uh, of the tibia, and so it's in the posterior part, so it's called the posterior cruciate ligament. The famous one is the anterior cruciate ligament, or the ACL. A lot of people know this because either you've torn or damaged it, or you've had a friend that does it. This is a really common injury in the population of uh, skiers because it's a, it's a relatively common skier injury uh, so is the the um, uh, the collateral ligaments can also be injured uh, uh, when you uh, uh, when you ski. If you're a more beginning skier, the medial collateral ligament can pop and get injured. 
So if you understand that, and then on the, on the top and the bottom of the, the knees, on the bottom is this large substance called a meniscus. That's a cartilage, basically, kind of like the one in your nose or in your nose or in your ear. But the, the cartilage in your knees is a little bit different. It has a lot of different physiologic and uh, functions. One of those is that when pressure is pushed on it by weight, which increases, if you're talking about physics, the normal force, anytime you have one force, you have a reactionary normal force. And that is uh, uh, releases uh, substances, proteins, hyaluronic acids, and things uh, in response to that, which uh, oil that and make the coefficient of friction drop, thereby decreasing arthritis. So walking and uh, 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 increases the ability for the knee to excrete liquids, which decrease the coefficient of friction, thereby decreasing the the, uh, uh, the chance of getting arthritis. Whereas putting on weight. Uh, increases the normal force, which increases friction, and that becomes very important. So uh, weight down is is going to create that reactionary force called the normal force. Remember, friction is mu times n. So if you decrease mu, which is done by keeping those meniscus healthy and by excreting those uh, compounds which lubricate the knee, some of the lowest uh, substance, some of the lowest coefficient of frictions known to humankind is are found in the knee. So decrease the coefficient of friction, losing weight, that is decreasing the normal force, will decrease friction, thereby de decreasing arthritis. So that's the, one of the first things we want to get out of the way with the, the, the knee. So the posterior cruciate ligament and the anterior cruciate ligament tend to cross. And in front of the knee is the uh, patella. The patella, people think, sit right over the joint. And it, it is in the knee joint, but it actually fits uh, sits right over the uh, femur. So as the knee slides up and down, the patella slides up and down on the bottom part of the femur. And the reason the patella is there is to provide torque. Uh, the quadriceps muscles attached to this, that's four muscles that come together and form on top of that what's called the patellar tendon. And then below the patella, uh, a, a, a tendon, or now they're calling it patella ligament, this in an interesting way because it's it's connecting the patella to the tibia at, at this protuberance, it provides uh, torque. The axis of rotation is in the middle of the knee, and by giving it that additional pull, the knee, uh, the quadriceps, gets an enormous uh, role in getting us to jump and move up in the air because of that, of uh, the uh, uh, torque that it gets. It's, it's a force acting around an axis of rotation. So we uh, we get that. If you fall uh, on the knee, if you fall, uh, if you go forward and fall like this young lady did, she landed on the top of the tibia, and uh, so that pushes the tibia backwards. And by pushing the tibia backwards, you uh, you push stress on the posterior cruciate ligament. The posterior cruciate ligament keeps the femur. It, now you have to think of it as if the femur, uh, the, if the foot is planted on the ground, but um, the posterior cruciate ligament keeps the femur from moving forward or the tibia from moving backwards. So if you fall on the tibia, you push the tibia backwards in respect to the femur, thereby stressing or injuring the PCL. So if you're ever evaluating or wondering if you have a knee injury or you're evaluating the injury, the mechanism of injury becomes very important. You hit from the side, you tend to buckle the knee and you uh, uh, and you hit on that lateral, color, uh, like you're a football or rugby player or something, and you get hit from the side. 
you will uh, arc the knee and you will damage the medial collateral uh, ligament. If you fall and land or get hit in the front on the tibia, you will push the tibia backwards and you'll injure the posterior cruciate ligament. So that is what she, uh, this lady did when she fell. She landed on the uh, the front of the tibia, thereby pushing the tibia backwards, thereby stretching the posterior cruciate ligament and injuring that. Now, she also does squats and she's developing uh, kneecap pain or a pain in that joint. And that is uh, a, a pretty easy diagnosis uh, with what's called the patellofemoral syndrome or run, uh, runner's knee. But if you if you bend the knee, what you the, the, if the knee is straight up and down, the torque on the knee is minimal. But as you bend the knee, the forces that push back are now pushing back on the patella, which pushes it on the femur, increasing the force pushing out or the normal force on the patella. So in your mind, you have to think about a, a knee that is being bent and the patella, patella then is being pushed onto the femur and uh, the weight of your body then pushes out onto the patella, which is what we're going to call the normal force. And so you get this insanely big normal force. And the fact that the knee is now bent, you get torque. You don't get torque with the knee being straight. You get torque as you bend that knee. And that's where the real advantage of the patella comes in, actually, is when you bend the knee because you get this incredible torque. But also comes with that and increase the normal force. So if you increase the normal force, you increase friction. So remember, friction is mu times n. And as you bend the knee, the normal force gets bigger. So squats increase the normal force on the knee. And when people do squats, they carry a lot of weight on their in their arms or up on their shoulders. And that increases the normal force incredibly. Therefore, the tendons that are pushing the patella against the femur are insanely big because not only is it just the weight, you have that lever arm. So you get this incredible torque when you put weight on your shoulders and then you bend your knees with squats. And uh, even if it's done correctly, you do get an increase in the normal force. So in the decision-making process of weights, you have to ask yourself, are you getting pain in your patella and on top of the femur? That is uh, arthritis, uh, plain and simple. And that can wear away the, the, the cartilage and the synovial joints that are there and increase permanent uh, damage uh, because of arthritis. So uh, if you are going to do squats and weights, uh, then you have to think uh, that just the physics of the knee is because of the torque of those tendons, the patellar tendon and the patellar uh, ligament pulling back uh, or the patellar tendon, we can just say, pulling back the femur into the, the patella into the femur, increasing uh, the arthritis. And so that's what she has been, did in this lady, she was carrying uh, weights and she, she squatted, so she squatted down and increased the force, uh, which is the normal force on the patella creating arthritis. Um, it also said uh, in there that she had had Osgood Schlatter. Now, this is also a resort of the torque that is created by the quadriceps muscle pulling on the top of the kneecap, which therefore uh, uh, pulls on the patellar tendon, which then uh, pulls on the tibia tubercle, which is that bump that you can feel on the top of your tibia. You can reach down and feel it. There's a bump that protrudes that, and that's where the patellar tendon uh, attaches. 
So that uh, the patellar tendon, of course, is fibrous tissue connecting the patellar to the tibia. Very important tendon in our body because that's how we jump, walk, and step up, walk up steps. And then the quadriceps muscle is huge because of that. So when we're young and starting to grow, our bones are soft. And if you start playing sports, jump. So if a young person starts to jump up and down and play basketball or volleyball or does things, that tibial tubercle can actually pull away from the tibia, creating inflammation. And it, it's right where the ep epiphyseal growth plate is. So it can cause a lot of pain. And if it's really bad, it can actually stunt the growth of that. So that's something you want to watch. So it's usually in uh, in teens uh, before those bones ossify and get to be strong. It's the Osgood-Schlatter disease. This usually uh, seals over as the bones ossify. And often by uh, you know the late teens, early 20s, it's all gone. It's very rare for people to have Osgood-Schlatter that is older. Although it turns out that sometimes some bony prominences can grow. And later on in life, if people are doing jump squats and pulling on the tibial uh, tubercle, you can get symptoms of Osgood slaughter uh, in your late 20s, but that is really quite rare. Osgood slaughter really is a disease uh, caused by the torque uh, around the axis of rotation, which is between the femur and the tibia as people squat down or jump. And that powerful quadriceps muscles pulls the patellar tendon and moves the tibial tubercle and inf inflames that area. The treatment for that, of course, is to uh, pull back on those exercises, rest, heat, ibuprofen, and sometimes people can strap that and get symptomatic relief, although that doesn't necessarily uh, help uh, with healing. And if you ever look at some of the Osgood slaughter, that tibial tubercle is really pushed out and tender. And that will, can, and the, and the bulge, the tibial tubercle, can push out for life. I mean, it can be there forever, although it won't be painful. And it really doesn't do much with function. We find people who have had Osgood slaughter through life, it doesn't affect their function. The pain is gone and they may have a, a large bump. But if you take an x-ray of the femur and, and rather of the tibia, you can see uh, the Osgood slaughter disease where it's inflamed and pull the tibia tubercle out. But remember that the the, um, the uh, sits on the femur and if you bend your knee, then the uh, patellar tendons are pulling it back into the femur and the femur pushes out on the tibia, creating an increase in normal force. So bending and squatting is part of everyday life but if you if you start carrying a lot of weight on there you increase the risk for osgood slaughter and also for uh, arthritis at the base of the uh, at the bottom of the patella and people who run and who do those exercises just can get an overuse syndrome and they get what we call the runner's uh, knee that is uh, the patellofemoral syndrome uh, where you get that pressure pushing uh, there uh, anyway and so that becomes the problem of the meniscus uh, at the bottom of the at the top of the tibia, that uh, meniscus can wear out and thereby cause runner syndrome or patella, uh, you know, and an additional arthritis. So the uh, chondromalacia, or what's called the patellofendral syndrome, is also called runner's knee, is where the patella, because of uh, increased running and especially things like uphills where you bend your knee more, the patella rubs against the front of the femur, and they call that chondromalacia or uh, uh, runner's knee or patellofemoral syndrome. And again, you uh, pull back and relax, put heat on that and let it heal and then work into the pain, but never through the pain and let that uh, rest. And uh, you can also get uh, a ligamentitis or a patellar tendonitis uh, where the uh, uh, patellar, uh, that tendon that goes from the patellar down to the tibial tubercle 
uh, become inflamed if you overuse it. So sometimes patellar tendonitis can be confused with uh, runner's syndrome, uh, runner's knee or patellofemoral syndrome, chondromalacia, because it's right in the same place. Treatment is the same rest, heat, and pullback from the exercise uh, that does that. But you should always run and always walk and get out there and exercise because those things are important. And if it, if nothing else, it gives you wonderful vistas and views and makes you realize uh, the importance in, of getting outside and, and or exercising even inside. Uh, this is uh, the discussion of physics of the knee. Remember, it's all about torque in the knee. And torque as we bend the knee increases insanely. And if you carry weight or if you're overweight or if you carry weight to do squats, the uh, torque is absolutely insane on that knee and will can exacerbate all those conditions, including uh, Osgood Schlatter, patellofemoral syndrome, chondromalacia, runner's knee, and always to be uh, careful of those things. This ends the discussion on uh, the physics of the knee. And as always, we thank you for listening. 